Welcome to the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell, an accredited real estate business development coach with over two decades of experience in the real estate industry. I would like to extend an invitation to all real estate practitioners to join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we take a deep dive into the complexities of establishing new business opportunities, implementing accountability, developing mental toughness in a challenging market, all the while enhancing the growth and development of your business through learning and incorporating artificial intelligence. Whether you're an ambitious new real estate agent, a seasoned professional, a team leader, or a broker owner hoping to expand your company, or even if you're a declining rock star striving to regain your greatness, this podcast will serve your needs. Tune in to fully tap into your potential and become the prosperous and productive real estate professional you've always wanted to be. If you're ready to elevate your business, join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell. Joining me today is Mr. Craig Smolin, founder and CEO of Advantage Star Mortgage, where it's not just a loan, it's your home. This podcast is being brought to you by VX Pro. VX Pro is a graphic web and publication design company that provides creative design and enhanced AI-powered services specializing in graphic, visual, and publication design. Today's podcast is part two of our two-part series, Understanding Your Real Estate Financial Options. So, Mr. Smolin, if you're ready to continue, let's dive right in. Do you guys also offer or encourage with the realtors that you're working with, do you do you encourage them to actually uh, ascertain a loan commitment from you guys? Do you guys offer loan commitments in advance, meaning you've you've looked at all the docs, you run them through that DU underwriting system, or you've gone one step further, you've turned everything in to the to the underwriter, and now you have a loan commitment, which in this market, a loan commitment will be a whole lot stronger than a pre-approval process. Can you can you speak to yeah, that? So I mean it's kind of uh case by case. When you have somebody that's easy to pre-approve and you the well-qualified borrowers, um, it's sometimes not necessary to run it through desktop underwriting, the DU you refer to, which is an actual Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac approval. Uh, a lot of people don't understand in the business that lenders don't approve loans. Fannie Mae right. and Freddie Mac are the ones that approve loans, and they have these algorithms in a computer, and you type everything into them, it comes up and says whether it's approved or not, and then the lender just follows those findings and, and make sure they do everything so that Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac will back that loan. Yeah. Um, there's going to be ones where the debt ratio is really high. For example, on FHA loans, the standard debt ratio is 50%, but they'll actually go up to 55, 56 on a strong buyer. So when you get into that range where you know that you need that higher than 50%, we will run them through desktop underwriting to make sure before we pre give you a pre-approval letter, that that actually works because we're trying to maximize that approval. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you actually get some that are a little more challenging where somebody's pay stubs have multiple factors over time to shift differentials right, and right. they've switched jobs from another year and they've, and, and it gets a little more complicated. 
those will actually send to the bank, let an underwriter look at it, which also goes through this desktop underwriting and get a, an actual commitment from them. I right. will have a lender, a realtor sometimes say to me, look, this is going to be a tough uh, battle to get this property. There's going to be a lot of bids on it. It'll be stronger if I have a commitment. So, you know, we kind of talk back and forth and see if they think that that's something they need. Happy to do it. Does take a little longer to get the commitment. Now, as far as the, the running through desktop underwriting so that we're comfortable, um, that just takes a couple of minutes. That's a very fast process. But in order to let an underwriter look at it, you're basically submitting it like you're submitting any other loan once they found a house. Yeah. Uh, so you got to get a little more documentation from the borrower. They're going to get documents in the mail because anytime you do that, they have certain things they have to sign. Um, so it'll take, you know, that could take uh, a week, you know, to get that back because you get in line and lenders being what they are, the ones that are already found a house and are actually uh, on contract take precedent over the ones that are getting commitments. So, and that's all lenders. They're all like that. They take precedent over the other ones. So they do take a little bit longer. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So, so agents, what I'm, what I'm hearing here is one, get a loan approval, get your, get your pre-approval letter in place, and then also ask them simultaneously if they can run your client through the underwriting process. So if you need the loan commitment letter, then you can get the loan commitment letter in ample amount of time instead of having to wait 21, 24, 25 days in order to ascertain the, the loan commitment letter. Now, yeah. with that with that being said, Craig, can you elaborate a little bit on the the benefit of considering a bridge loan for those uh, sellers slash buyers that are looking to sell their home and buy something simultaneously? Yeah. So uh, the term bridge loan uh, is basically taking the equity out of the house you currently have because once yeah. you sell it, you want to use that money for the next house. So we're finding that. There's not a lot of bridge loans out there, but there are home equity loans, which is basically the same thing. Okay. It's just taking the equity out of the house. And okay. uh, very easy to do, simple process, doesn't take a long time. But you have to remember that now they have to budget for the first house, they have to budget for the bridge loan, and they have to budget for the new home. So that's the thing you have to be careful about. Are they going to budget for all three of those items? Um, but uh, you can get out up to... 80% of the value of your house minus yeah. whatever you owe. Yeah. On any property you have based on the appraised value of the house. They're going to okay. they're going to appraise it, which might help you with your selling it so you know what to sell it for at the same time. Um, but uh it the toughest thing is having to budget for all those different elements, but they're they're available and they're very quick to do. Okay, so this could be a very dumb question, but I was always told that there is no dumb question. So, <laughs> while they are doing this bridge loan or doing let's say the the uh the home the home equity loan while they're doing that loan and they're pulling that money out and they get approved for the new house is there any way for them to use that money for down payment things of that nature and then once the house is sold do they have to pay that loan back because now they no longer own the property uh, yes, it's because it's attached to that property as far as the uh, lien on that property. Right. Yes, that would have to be paid back as soon as they sell the house. Okay, good. That, that, yeah, I abso want, absolutely would have to be paid I back. I want to be yep. clear on that because I have heard agents in the past, you know, advise on taking out uh, uh, an equity line of credit before starting to look for the property. So now they yep. have cash readily available to use for down payment and things of that nature. But then when they what they don't factor into that is having to qualify because now that's additional debt 
Exactly. Um, okay. yeah, the other thing we find too, and this is something going back to first time home buyers for down payment. Um, the, the really the best way for a lot of people to get this money they need is a 203 as a um, 401k loan, not take the money out of your 401k, but you can actually borrow against your 401k and they have certain situations they allow it for and a home is one of them. Right. The nice thing about it is if you borrow the money from a 401k, they do not budget you for the payment because you're borrowing your own money. Right. Uh, so that works great for first time home buyers. It works great for people that need the down payment in advance of selling their house if they have it, and then they can simply pay their own loan back at the same time, which is, you know, most likely not attached to the house because it's a 401k loan. Yeah, you, you'll have a lot of people say, you know, don't touch the retirement money. That's what it's for. We're not talking about uh, completely depleting the no. money in the 401k. You're not we're touching it. You're just borrowing against it. You're borrowing against it. And you're it's actually to borrow against yourself because now you're paying yourself back instead of paying someone else back that right. you- And I will tell you that the rates are going to be better on that type of loan Absolutely. than it's going to be on a home equity loan because home equity loans are in second position as yeah. far as the lien on the property. So, you know, everybody's troublesome with where the rates are right now. Rates on these seconds are higher than they are on the first because they sit in the second lien position and they're more risky and they're not backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Yeah, that's good because that's what I was going to ask you. How is the rates, how are the rates normally when you do something like that? So thank yeah. you for asking that. Now, let's get into this into this conversation in regards to two to one buy downs and three to one buy downs and then the 70 30s or the 80 20 loan products. So can you can you describe for me what would be the best case scenario for a move up buyer or a seller slash buyer to utilize maybe a two to one buy down? Or is that something that you would recommend for a first time home buyer as well? So we're talking about two to one buy downs. Three to one buy downs. Can you explain the difference between the two and then sure. best case scenario for them to use them? Yeah. So a two to one buy down or a three to one buy down means that whatever the prevailing rate is right now, uh, let's say it's 8%, they mm -hmm. would drop it down to 6% for the first year. Right. Then we go to 7% the next year and then go back to eight. And every year after that, that's a two to one buy down or else it would do the same thing, but in three increments. Okay. What you have to understand about this, this is probably why it doesn't work for a first time home buyer is there's a cost to that. Okay. Um, what they do is the lenders figure out what that difference in interest rate is between six and eight. And then the second year, how much the difference in interest rate is between seven and eight. And they come up with that number. Let's say it's 2,500 bucks and you have to add $2,500 to the back end of that loan or closing costs in that loan. So you're paying every single bit of that payment. You're just basically paying it up front. Um, some people do that because it makes them more comfortable for the first two years as far as making the payments, but you've basically paid them all that interest up front. So I haven't seen a whole lot of people doing it. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, if it was free, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> you know, there's one additional cost to it. It would right. be fantastic. But so it's that old saying, nothing in life is free. Right. Um, but where it can come into uh, the plus is if you're selling a home and maybe having a little tough time selling it, to be able to offer out there, my, you know, on this particular house, it qualifies for a two-one buy-down, and you're giving them seller help to cover that, so it doesn't get passed on to the buyer. That's where I'm seeing it working really, really well. It makes that house more attractive. That is that is an excellent point because that's exactly what I was going to ask you from the seller's perspective. Um, would it be more beneficial if the seller is offering that incentive to the buyers? 
by way of uh, financial assistance to make sure that it helps the buyer get a better rate, qualify for the property. Now, doesn't it have to be earmarked for that? Because what I've heard through my two plus decades of experience and, and my coaching business and from people all over the country is that if it's if you're working with a loan officer and that money is not earmarked for that, then they could use a portion of that money to go towards something else, uh, possibly fees or whatever the case may be. So they may increase the fees or something along those lines, but it's it's probably best to have that money earmarked or to work with a loan officer such as yourself who knows exactly what that money is for and is going to use it for that particular product. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree 100%. Um, but it does. It's it is just a general fee when it comes to looking at a loan estimate or a closing disclosure. It's going to show like it's going to look like points. It's exactly right. what it's going to look like. It's going to be right. in that section of origination fees, and it's going to say twenty five hundred or whatever that number is. Um, so yes, it could be used for anything, but you're still paying for that the rate to come down. But I think it, it's extremely attractive for selling a house to be able to offer that. Um, and it's a huge benefit to the buyer as long as he doesn't have to pay it. Yeah. Know? So, so if you're if you're a if you're a progressive real estate agent and you are a listing agent, these are some of the options that you can offer to your potential sellers to help them get the home sold and to make the home a lot more attractive to those potential buyers, where they are offering those proceeds to help buy down the rate. If that's what I'm, if I'm hearing that correctly. Yes. So, and, and the other thing you're seeing more of nowadays is people back in the day when the rates were four, five, four, three, two, and all that, nobody yes. paid points. I mean, nobody paid points. It just didn't exist. Nobody would even think about it because the rates were so low. Right. You're seeing a lot of people nowadays paying points that never did before, like 1% origination fee to get the rate down, not for profit, is the norm practically. Um, had a guy the other day that wanted to pay 3.875 points. He had gotten somewhere else one of my comparison. I was amazed how much he wanted to buy it down. In my opinion, I don't think it's worth it because yes, I do think rates are going to settle down and a lot of people are going to refinance the house. Right. And if you pay all that money up front, it's gone forever. Yeah. You know, if you pay a little, if you pay a point or less, I think it makes sense depending on how long. It also depends on how long you're going to be in the house because there's a break-even point. You know, if right. a, if two thousand dollars to buy it down saves you twenty bucks, you figure out how long it takes to break even on that thousand that you save twenty bucks a month. And if it's five years and you plan on moving in three, then it wasn't worth, yeah, worth buying yeah, down the rate. So, so we, and I always do that analysis with everybody for them, even if they don't ask. I say, let's figure this out and see if it makes sense. Then they can decide. I always want to give them as much information as possible so they can make the best decision for themselves. Everybody's different. The guy might say, I don't care. I don't want this payment. I still want to pay it. Right. There's also this uh, psychological part of it. it. You know, There's no mathematical sense to it, but I want my payment under $1,500 a month and this is what I got to do. I don't care. I'm going to pay it up right. front. It's a psychological thing. I need my payment so I can go sleep at night at under $1,500 a month. Um, so that's a variable that you can't quantify. Um, right. But I'll always show them so they can make that decision. I don't make the decision for them. Right, right. So if we're really talking about a two-to-one buy-down or a three-to-one buy-down, what we're talking about today's rate being seven and a half percent on the two to one, it'll go down to five, it'll go down to the five and a half percent, and Correct. then later it'll go to six and a half percent. Correct. So if we are if we are in a evolving market, and a lot of the economists that I have listened to and that I follow and that I study, they're talking about potential change 
in the market somewhere, say, right around mid-second quarter of 2024, if yes. the interest rate goes down, and let's just say, hypothetically, we do hit that 5.5 or 6% mark, if you're in that 2 to 1 or 3 to 1 buy down, at that t- particular time, you could probably refinance right into that current market rate with no prepayment penalty. Exactly. And, and exactly. Just, now you don't have to worry about it going back up. Exactly. Exactly. Instead of, yeah, that's exactly right. So I, I would say that you, 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 uh, I prefer if you were to pay a point to get the rate reasonable so you can afford the house right now and budget yeah. for more house. Right. And then when it comes down further than that, you know, it, it, you're you're only better off to refinance a house. Now, people have to understand that when you refinance a house, the cost to refinance is way lower than the cost to buy a house. Um, in Maryland, especially, there's no transfer taxes when you refinance a house. There's no uh, owner's title insurance. So all these things are not there. So potentially, you could refinance a house for like two to three grand, as opposed right, to what right. it costs in closing costs to buy a house. So, right, right. And, and that's the same two or three grand you may have paid before to buy it down a percentage, but now I can get it down 2% because of the fact that the rates dropped and I didn't buy it down to start with. Right. So, so I think that's, I think that's a pretty good option. If you are in a position to do a two to one buy down or a three to one buy down. And what we're going to do is we're going to come back and finish our conversation with Mr. Craig Smolin, owner of Advantage Star Mortgage. So this is Dr. Carlton Bell, and you're listening to the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. Are you in need of captivating graphic, web, or publication designs that truly stand out? Look no further. Introducing VX Pro, your ultimate solution for all your design needs. At VX Pro, we believe in crafting designs that leave a lasting impact and tell a powerful story. Our team of experts is dedicated to creating designs that embody depth, creativity, and compassion, ensuring that every project we undertake is nothing short of exceptional. From stunning publications that captivate your audience, to custom website designs that redefine your online presence, to honoring a loved one's legacy through meaningful funeral programs, our creative services have got you covered. Ready to experience the VX Pro difference? Visit our website at vxproinc.com and let us bring your vision to life. VX Pro, delivering excellence beyond your expectation, one design at a time. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out.
All right. Welcome back to the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. My name is Dr. Carlton Bell. I'm here today with uh, business owner, Mr. Craig Smolin of Advantage Star Mortgage. So what we're talking about today is different financing options for potential buyers that are in the market today. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not tell you guys that this podcast is being brought to you by VX Pro Design. VX Pro is a creative design and enhanced AI-powered company servicing and specializing in graphics and virtual publications. So, Craig, let's dive back into this thing, sure. man. Again, what you're going to find on that, you got to be careful because they're not always as good as they sound because you got to see what is the interest rate for a 80-20 loan compared to if I put down 3.5% or 5% down um, on a house. That, By the way, just to clarify, when you're uh, a secondary buyer, you've already bought a house the first time, the minimum down payment is five instead of three. So that's where the difference as far as down payment is concerned. But anytime there's these different programs, then your standard Fannie, Freddie, VA, FHA programs, you just have to watch because there's what I call compensating factors. And uh, you just have to make sure it makes sense. Uh, If a loan is is backed by Fannie or Freddie or FHA or VA, uh, my opinion is that they're always going to have the best terms because they're government backed. So they're the least risky loans. So the rates are always the best. Um, we have we have loans out there for people that can't prove their income, um, but you have private investors giving out those loans because Fannie and Freddie don't do those, and you're going to see rates probably two percent higher than whatever the prevailing rate is. But they're available for people that you know just got to get a house they can't, you know, self-employed people, things like that that just don't show the net income. Right. Um, it works real well for investors too. There's a lot of investors out there that want to buy houses and they don't have the income to prove it. This is an excellent way for investors to buy houses um, and they're going to be charging rent on that house anyway. And hopefully they've done the calculation and they know they're going to get enough rent to, rent to cover whatever that higher rate is because I don't have pr- proof of income. Now, be, because because our podcast is a, is a national podcast, in some markets, we have two and three family homes in some markets. And I know, for example, let's say um, in New Jersey or in Boston, uh, places like that that have two and three family homes. Um, and you have a lot of investors that are looking, as well as in D.C., when you start talking about apartment buildings, maybe four unit buildings, two unit buildings, uh, six unit buildings, things of that nature, where you stay right below the the threshold of that property becoming a commercial property. Are you, are you seeing or do you guys have products to where um, the investor can actually purchase the property, then show or or apply for the loan and then show that you got a three-family house. I'm going to live in one of the units and then actually rent out the other two units. Does the potential rental income apply to the determining factor of whether they qualify for that house or not? It does. They will take the other three units. Let's say it's a four unit. They'll take the other three units and find out what that... Um, rental income is going to be, but it's a yep. little tricky because the way they do it is the other three units have to cover 100% of whatever the mortgage payment is. Right. So that's where it gets a little tricky in this market with the interest rates as high as they are. Even though you're going to live in one of them, they want to see that the other three are covering it. Um, FHA is better as far as down payment if you're going to do that situation because you can still do 3.5% down. When you do a conventional loan, uh, the minimum down payment on an investment property is 
Okay. Um, if it's only going to be investment, if you're going to live in one of them, you're you're okay if it's a one unit, but they will require more than three or 5% down if it's a multi-unit property. So you have okay. to keep that in mind. They'll, they'll either, it'll go up to 15 to 20%, depending on how many units are in the house. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Craig, this has been some really, really, really good information, man. I can't thank you enough for carving out some time for me today, man, to no, thank you for having me Have this discussion in regards to financing. There are so many different options out there, but what I'm finding is that people who have, who are new to the business, haven't seen this market before. When you start talking about the seller contribution and if the buyer's agent is asking for that and the seller isn't offering it or the agent isn't advertising it, when the buyer agent asks for it, then the first thing they start to think about those newer agents is subprime loans and things of that nature, which you and I both know that that is not the case. Right. So can you can you just speak a little bit to the difference or the variable between the 2008, 2009 when the market crashed to where the market is right now and, and, and how and how are they so much different? Yeah. So when the market crashed, obviously the prices of houses were way down. <clears throat> Everybody was looking for foreclosures, thinking they were going to get a deal. Um, the interest rates were low. You're not seeing too many foreclosures out there now. Now they're starting to creep up again because mm -hmm. of what's happening in the economy and everything getting tougher. Um, but you have to be a little careful on those because a lot of foreclosures, um, they turn off the water, they turn off the electricity and things like that, where the house cannot be appraised. Banks are thinking that they're going to be cash buyers type of thing, because you have to be able right. to appraise a house in order to, for, to sell it to somebody. Um, right. Auctions auctions are like that, too. But uh, nowadays, uh, rates being so much higher, which is the biggest variable in the price of the houses being so much higher. And also, you didn't have bidding wars before. You know, you had plenty of houses out there in the marketplace that it wasn't 10 people putting in bids for one particular property. So right, I'm right. finding that's probably one of the biggest challenges. I have numerous bars out there that have been pre-approved over the last couple of months that have put an offer after offer on houses and they're just not getting the bids. You know, people are putting in 10, 20, $30,000 over whatever the asking price of the house is. And the problem is, is if that house doesn't appraise for, appraise for that higher number, they have to put down that difference besides whatever their standard down payment was going to be. And, you know, a lot of people don't have that extra money to put down 20, 30. They, they don't mind paying that for the house, but they certainly don't have that money to pay extra down payment. Yeah. Well, that, seems, that seems to be the biggest thing. It's just so competitive out there right now. There's just no houses out there. Yeah. With the move up buyers that you that you guys are currently working with at your company, are you finding that those move up buyers have more equity in their property today than what people had in their property before? Yeah, they do. They're, you're definitely seeing some equity in the property because you're also seeing people stay in the houses longer right. than they did before. Uh, you're not seeing that person who bought a house and three years later wants a bigger one and three years later wants a bigger one and things like right. that. Uh, and that's why there's less houses on the market because people are just not moving like they did before. So yeah. that's what's affecting the ability to house out there. If you've got a two and a half percent interest rate on your house, and you're going to have to go get a 7% interest rate to move up into a bigger house. That difference in payment between the two just doesn't work for a lot of people where if the interest rate was 3 or 4% like it, it was, they could handle it. And they would be thinking about moving up. Yeah, well, I think in that particular scenario, those people that have those 3 and 4% interest rates, I don't think that they are primarily concerned about the new interest rate. 
but I think they're more so concerned about the market crashing and being stuck. Like a lot of people got stuck before yeah. me that they were paying more for the house right. than what the house was actually worth. And then in addition to that, because the value of the property was appraising so, so rapidly, they were actually using the property as an ATM versus yeah. right now, people have more equity in their property across the country than ever before. Right. Either you knew someone that went through a home crisis in 2008, between 2008 and 2012, or you went through it yourself, yeah. you know, and you're not in a position to where you're going to allow that to happen, nor are you in a position to where you're going to use your house as an ATM. So people have equity in their homes. What we need to be doing as real estate agents and loan officers is educating the general public in regards to what is the best financing options for you if you need to move. Because at the end of the day, there are really three things that are never going to change. People need air to breathe, food to eat, and shelter. That's correct. At the end of the day, air we know used to be free, but now depending on where you go and what gas they <laughs> pull up to, they may want to want 50 cents to a dollar for it. Right. You know the price of food has gone up. But people still go and they purchase groceries and they eat out and do what they want to do. And then the price of housing is the last one. It's essential. It's something that you must have. And guess what? If people want to move, people are going to move. Those people that have that equity in their properties, what these real estate agents should be doing and what I'm advising them to do is have a sensible conversation in regards to what is the best possible financial situation for you and how do we make this process work to where it works to your advantage yeah All just right? so you know one of the things we do is we don't just qualify somebody for just the maximum amount they qualify for one right. of the biggest questions i ask buyers is where do you want to be on payments where, what is the max you're comfortable with and then we back that into uh, how much house that buys so even though they may qualify for four hundred thousand dollars 250 house might be where they're comfortable so you have to ask that question not just Give them an approval for a max amount of money. You can let the realtor know they're qualified for a lot more, but this is where they're trying to be. Right. Now, what I would say to that is that is an excellent process. But again, back to the agent. It's all about the agent being in a position to be knowledgeable enough to explain the situation. We are nowhere near a 2008 crisis. No. Nowhere near that. Despite what's going on in the market, like you said earlier, interest rates have come down half a percent. Maybe they in a week, maybe they're going to come down a little bit more. What we would love to see is probably an influx or not an influx, but a decline in the interest rate. You know, maybe we get another half a point here in another couple of weeks or whatever the case may be. However, if you are representing a client and that particular client says they want to wait until the interest rates come down, the number one uh, objective that I have towards that is that although that client may want to wait, and that interest rate may come down, the home that they want to qualify for no. then is not going to be the same price that it is right now. Yep. There's going to be so, more bidders on it too to try to get that exactly. house. It's going to be more bidders on the property, more contracts on the property. And what you're going to find yourself in, if you're working with clients like that, that have that mindset, be it buyers or sellers, you're going to find yourself in a very awkward position to where now the home, the, the purchaser of that property is going to be right back in the bidding war to where they're paying X number of dollars over the contract price. Right now, we're not seeing the appraisal gaps on, on contracts like we used right. to see. Before. Right. But if your people are waiting 
to get in when the interest rate goes down, the price of homes are going to go up. So no question. You, if you are interested in obtaining more information from Craig Smolin, Craig, tell them exactly how they can reach you and where they can reach sure, you. Here's my business card. See, they have okay. and phone number. If you if you send me, I, I have your information. So what I will do is I'll tell them exactly where they can actually get in contact with you. So tell me, where is your office located? Office is located in uh, Glenelg, Maryland, which is near uh, Clarksville, Columbia. And okay. we're open seven days a week. Uh, we stay available until 10 p.m. Some people think we're crazy, but you know when you have that uh, offer that has to be in by eight o'clock, and you need a specific approval letter for a certain house, mm-hmm. you'll find us. You know that's one of the things about us that we're extremely available um, because we have to work the hours when you can show homes, weekends and evenings when those people aren't working, and when you're out showing them houses, so that you call and say, "Look, guy loves this house. What's the numbers on this house?" And it's eight o'clock at night. You're going to get them from us. Um, okay. So we're available seven days a week. Okay. What's the website that they can that they can find you guys on right now? It's uh advantagestarmortgage.com. Advantagestarmortgage.com. And any yep. social media outlets that they can go to. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Also on Facebook. Great. Yep. So thank you, Mr. Craig Smolin with uh mortgage with Advantage Mortgage Advantage Star Mortgage. Sorry about that. That's thank right. you for, for joining us here today on thank you. The- on the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. My name is Dr. Carlton Bell. Um, our podcast airs on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. So we look forward to seeing you guys and getting feedback from you guys in regards to our podcast. Again, this podcast is brought to you by VX Pro Design, a web publication design company that provides creative design and enhanced AI-powered services specializing in graphic, visual, and public design. Again, my name is Dr. Carlton Bell with the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. Thank you for joining us and have a great evening. Thank you for joining us here today on the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. Take note, success in real estate does not solely rely on relentless effort. Rather, it's about implementing intelligent strategies and focusing on consistent skill enhancement. Business development and coaching offers the direction, tactics, and expert knowledge you require to spot phenomenal growth and development in your business. So don't hold back from taking your real estate career to the next level. Let's be clear, the transformative power of coaching can establish or rejuvenate your real estate enterprise. So seize the chance today and allow us to guide you to the peak of success that you've always envisioned. Kindly visit our website at itriumphenterprises.com as well as follow us on all social media platforms at drfitz17 for all of your real estate coaching and consulting needs. You can listen to our podcast on all major streaming platforms. So get in touch with us today to commence your journey towards a prosperous future in real estate. Well, we'll see you here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell. Thank you again for joining us, and we hope to see you real soon.